On this edition of the Table of Content, Mike and I talk about the Aesop fable, The Miser. We'll see what happens to one man who hoards his riches. Stay tuned. That's coming up next right here on the Table of Content. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Table of Content. I am Albert Sines, joined with Mike Timmons. Mike, how are you, sir? Great, Albert. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, Better than the miser. Better? Better than the miser, but that's because I haven't put all of my wealth into a hole in the ground. That's Uh, a good start. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I, I, I wouldn't actually suggest that most people just... They don't put all of their wealth into a hole in the ground. Uh, one way or the other, that that's not going to work out. I mean, can you imagine what will happen to all of your like paper money after it sits in the ground <laughs> for years and just disintegrate? I never tried it. We could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I don't want to assume anything, but. Go ahead. I mean, I, it's pretty tough paper. Okay. I mean, I, I've I've put my share fair of dollar bills through the washer and they come out, you know, laundered in the end. But uh, I, I'm not so sure about burying it underground. But uh, yes, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll have to see how that experiment goes. Yes. Um, yeah. So we've got this uh, this classic tale. It's actually really, really short. Uh, mm-hmm. So short, indeed. Uh, Mike, why don't you actually just give it a quick read through? All right. Here it goes. The miser. A miser sold all that he had and bought a lump of gold, which he buried in a hole in the ground by the side of an old wall and went to look at daily. One of his workmen observed his frequent visits to the spot and decided to watch his movements. He soon discovered the secret of the hidden treasure and digging down, came to the lump of gold and stole it. The miser, on his next visit, found the hole empty and began to tear his hair and to make loud lamentations. A neighbor seeing him overcome with grief and learning the cause said, Pray, do not grieve so, but go and take a stone and place it in the hole and fancy that the gold is still lying there. It will do you quite the same service, for when the gold was there, you had it not, as you did not make the slightest use of it. It's obvious to me and to you and should be to the audience who listens to this story. This is short. This is really, this is condensed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all there. I mean, a man had some gold. He stuck it in a hole, stared at it every day, did nothing with the gold. It gets taken and this very clever fellow comes along and says, yeah, we'll put a rock in there and cover it up. It's going to do the same thing. You didn't do anything to it. Uh, and I think I think there's a lot to kind of glean from this. I mean, you can really start off on the basics, right? I mean, hey, if you, if you don't use it, you lose it. Right, exactly. Um, a possession is worth only as much as we make use of it, really. Um, I was looking up what a miser is, and the definition of a miser is a person who hoards wealth and spends as little money as possible. And it comes from the Latin adjective meaning wretched or unfortunate. It's from where we get the word, you know, misery or miserable. And so clearly we hear, we see right away, this word is not, this word tells us that money, wealth is not synonymous with happiness. 
because this person has money, but he is wretched. He is unhappy. And, and why is that? He kind of sounds like a Scrooge. He does. Sounds like a like another interpretation of an Ebenezer Scrooge. You know, for all we know, Charles Dickens had the term miser in his head and said, I want to write a story about a miser. And uh but unlike Aesop, he actually had a redemptive ending to uh a Christmas carol versus the miser who there was no redemptive ending. Yeah, so true. I'm wondering like what what leads a person to be a miser? Um we all know a miser or we can easily imagine one you know someone who has a lot of wealth and is just so afraid of losing it for me i think it's someone who places their trust or their security in their possessions that's what it seems like is happening with with it with this man in particular um he's just as long as he has that in the ground his lump of gold i feel like he he has a sense of okay that's that's where I'm building my the foundation of my life. But what's the difference? If there's a stone there or if there's gold there, it makes no difference. He made no use of the gold. Um, the neighbor has a lot of wisdom. You know, we could we could speculate on what creates a, a miser. Um, maybe it's fear of losing. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do we see in, in Scripture, right? The parable with the with the talents or the gold coins, depending exactly. on you know how it's interpreted or but you know what what does it say? It says the the third one. He went and he was he was he was afraid. So uh, because of the master. So he just buried it. And then what happens? He he gets punished and mm-hmm. he gets his talent taken away and you know and he gets given to to the other one. And the master's of, like at least put it in the bank, right? You know, so it can collect interest, right? And that, and this man could have done something similar, right? He could have put it somewhere for it to at least gain a little bit on top of what it had, and it would have been safer probably in the bank mm-hmm. instead of in a hole in the ground, right? But so we see this parallel to, to to scripture and what we're taught. You know what happens when we don't use what is gifted to us? Well, bad things happen. You know. And now, but I now, I want to want to make a note here, right? So I don't want to miss the point of that someone came and stole the gold, right? Someone came and took it. Now I don't want to condone stealing or thievery or any of that. Right. But you know, this man came in the the serv- the worker who was you know who was watching and said, "Oh, well, you know, something's going on here." And I think the larger point is is that. In a continual pattern of being a miser, in a continual pattern of acting in a way that hoards your wealth, or you, you hold on to your wealth, you hold on to your gifts, you hold on to your talents, eventually something sort of tragic will happen. Something bad's going to happen. In the story, we see that uh, it was it was one of the workmen who came and stole to him, and it was this tragic ending for the man who lost this gold that he treasured, right? Well, right. in life, you know, someone or something like the workman will come along at some point and cause some sort of tragedy simply because we continually hoarded and held on and did not release and did not give back or did not try to at least invest 
something of our own wealth or talents or gifts or treasure, something's going to happen to us. Exactly. This story is an illustration of someone who's owned by gold rather than being its owner. That's what um, I'm seeing here. And I think we all have those lumps of gold in our lives, those things that like we think we, that we can't do without. We're so afraid of losing that we can't even enjoy it. Um, I was thinking back when I lived in Wisconsin, I uh, did some work for a man and he gave me a check for $60 and I just had it sitting on my uh, dresser for months and months and months. And finally, my four-year-old niece scribbled all over it and it was void at that point. I could never cash it, but what was, <laughs> it had no more value because I didn't cash it anyway. It was just, it was a piece of paper. Um so yeah, it the like you said, it, something's going to come along. Or when I was a kid, I used to hoard stickers because um, I was so afraid of like if I would use the sticker, I would um, I you, you can only use a sticker once, then it loses its stickiness. So I like wouldn't use the stickers; they would just be on the <laughs> piece of paper, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and they were like really nice stickers, but. Here I am 30 years later and I've never, still have never used those stickers and I don't know where they are. Um, I wonder if they're still sticky. They probably are, but who knows? I They're probably in a dumpster somewhere. It's just, it's unfortunate. I never, I never got the chance to actually use and get the joy out of sticking a sticker onto something because I was, I was uh, afraid to lose it. You know, you, you, you give an interesting segue. Um, I have trouble spending money, right? I have mm-hmm. trouble, especially if it's like gifted mon- money, right? So, so you, did, you, you did some work, you got a check, you didn't, you didn't spend the check, your knees scribbled over it and you lost the check. Right. Uh, you know, I get a gift card on a birthday or Christmas and I have trouble spending them and they just sit there and they just sit there and they just sit there. You know, and also just my own money that I earned, like over the years, like I've gone and I'm like, well, uh, I-, I wanted to buy this. And like, I literally, I have like picked up a box in a store, put it under my arms and walked around the store for like 45 or 50 minutes mm-hmm. and then put it back because I was thinking, no, I-, I was too worried to spend to spend the money. I was too worried about letting go of that little bit of resource that I had for this thing. Now, I don't want to make it confusing. I don't want to say there's a difference between being prudent with your resources and, you know, versus being like outlandish. Like we're like we're not saying you should all just be spending all of your money or else you're going to be a miser. It's not, I don't think that's what either one of us are saying. Yeah. But there's sort of this balancing act between, well, I want to be careful with the money that I spend versus... I don't want to spend any of the money that I have. I just want to keep it. I want to hoard it all to myself. And, exactly. and the miser is doing that. He, he It's not even about like, well, I'm worried about spending my money. He just wants his gold. like, And he doesn't want to do anything with his gold. Right. I think we all know the person that um, as soon as they have money, it burns a hole in their pocket and they just need to spend it right away. They have no sense of saving. That's not um, who this parable, this story is for. For, I think this is more for the person on the other end of the spectrum that doesn't realize that 
money at the end of the day money is for spending <laughs> right um i think even dave ramsey would agree with that you know because it's not i'm not saying everyone should go on a shopping spree every single day it's important to save your money you know but eventually we save so that we can eventually spend it on something whether it's for others for yourself to pay a debt um that's kind of the purpose of money Right, right, and and if we use it wisely, if we're using our resources wisely, it more more money will come back. I mean, let's go back to, to the scripture, right? Mm-hmm. So, what happened with the first two? They basically invested and they increased the amount of money that the master had given them, right? So they didn't just keep it; they spent it, sort of, and their money came back to them two, three, four, five times, right? Uh, right. And the master was like, "Hey, you know, good job, way to go, guys." And I think that we would see that in our lives. Again, we're talking about being smart. Either you you give to someone else, you you buy things for yourself. That's fine. That's okay. But when you use it and you're intelligent about it, and especially if you approach it from a Christian perspective of how you mm-hmm. use your resources, right? Because all this is God's. All all of this is God's. Like it's right. not ours. It may be in our bank account from the time that we spent doing a job, but none of this is ours. So when we use our money in a way that sort of reflects God, well, it's going to come back to us. And if the miser had sort of had the sense, right, to be, hey, if I do something with this gold, I bet I can get it back, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, we, we don't necessarily want to have the mentality of, well, I'm giving just to receive, but the but the concept of will not we will not go without if we give from our hearts, if we use our resources in a Christ-like way. Exactly. I think of the scripture verse, um, do not place your trust in riches, even when they increase. That's coming to mind. And I think this miser is doing just that. He's God is out of the picture, his entire sense of peace is knowing that he has gold and um that's why he goes back every single day to dig it up and look at it just to make sure it's still there that's where he's getting his sense of peace but yeah the christian point of view is no god is our sense of peace this is where we're going to place our trust um and at that when you live like that yeah i think you you see money kind of the way it's meant to meant to be seen as a tool, not as a God. Right, right. You know, now I, I don't want to, I also don't want to skip over the neighbor because he's, he's real cool, right? He, he, he comes in. He's so cool. He's like, hey, it's all right. Just, just put a rock in there. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And cover it up. It'll be the same thing. You know, and I, I, I wish I could sort of like get the expression from, from the miser. Like to have a neighbor say, "Hey, it's all right, it's all right. Just, just fill it with a stone, cover it up. It'll be just like you had. Like it'll be no different." And the thing is, I was thinking about that, but it, oh, sorry. No, go go ahead. Um, it actually is different, and I think the reason is because. Okay, so before a lump of gold is in there or a stone is there, yeah, what's the difference? But the difference is that someone else is richer and someone else is enjoying the money <laughs> that wasn't being enjoyed before. And that person is not the, uh, the miser. 
That's it's true. Got to make him upset. You yeah, know? that that's a, that's a good observation. But you know, from the standpoint of what the neighbors, the point he's trying to make to right. the miser, it won't make a difference to him. But yeah, for the other guy, my 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 guess is he is not hoarding the gold. No, my guess is that he is going to spin that gold as quickly as he can. You know, and right. and he's going to spin the gold, and he's going to get more things in return from spinning the, the gold. Now, obviously, he took it through illegal means, you know, as it yes. were. But hey, he's he's profiting off the gold. The miser was not. So yeah, definite difference with the guy that took the gold now has wealth, and the miser doesn't. But mm-hmm. but back to that point of that the miser for him it should be business as usual because he wasn't spending spending the gold, and the neighbor. I like the neighbor because I think sometimes. We need someone or that thing that sort of is kind of like the slap in the face. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we need that sort of, uh, hey, wake up, you know, this is this is what's happening. And you were pretty much blind to it. So either either fix it or remember that this is exactly the same thing that was before. You know, like you 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 were you were living a life that was giving you nothing. So there's no need to worry because you were doing nothing with that gold. I totally agree. We all need that neighbor in our life that's just kind of points the flashlight in our face. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if that was a good analogy. Um, you could try again point, if you want. Points Mike. the flashlight in our face. <laughs> that just shows us the way. Um, it kind of just tells, tells it how it is. And you know what the interesting thing is, really, you know, not that not that our Lord would necessarily be that smug about it, but mm-hmm. he pretty much does. I mean, he pretty much tells us how things are, and he pretty much says, again, one more time, back to the parable of the talents, right? Yes. It's pretty clear, like, use what I give you or lose it, and... Again, it was in the shape of a story, and it was a little bit more dramatic and detailed. But so that's why I say I don't think Jesus would necessarily be like the neighbor, but he is mm-hmm. that person that sort of tells us, "Do this, or you know, or it's not going to." Ha- it's he's the one that tells us, "Do this, or something bad's going to happen." Exactly. It's just, yeah, like the neighbor said. You didn't have make the slightest use of it. If anything, it's it's stealing your time. You have to dig it up every day and just to look at it. Um, it was just a horrible idea, all, all in all. But I think yeah, we all run into into that temptation of being the miser in different respects in our life. Maybe not with money. Maybe with um, our talents. I'm sure we can all think of something in our life that we're just kind of holding on to. We're afraid to take a risk with it. Um, but that's where the Lord is saying, you know, come out and and follow me. Yeah, and and, and it's it's a it's a surrender, you know. It's a exactly. surrender that that the Lord asks of us. Like, dig up your gold, put your gold to use. Mm-hmm. Get rid of your fears. Get rid of your worries. Get rid of your doubts. Surrender to me, and you will be gifted in return. And maybe it's not gold, you know? Maybe it's not 
like wealth as in actual monetary sort of payment that we receive back. But that doesn't mean that God won't gift us, you know? And I think that's part of the fear, you know? And maybe that's part of the fear that drove the miser, is if I use it, I'll never get it back. I'll I'll never get anything back. Mm -hmm. And the Lord tells us, like, completely the opposite. You know, like, give, you know, give and, and you shall receive. But but again, it may not necessarily be that you get money back, right. but there are grander gifts, you know, than dollar signs to receive from from the Lord, and especially when it comes to eternity, you know. And they say you hear songs about it, and you hear people say like, "Well, you can't take any of it with you." Well, you're right. Mm-hmm. We we can't. Yeah. So, what good does it do us? hold on to all the gifts that God gives us and say, well, I'm not going to do anything with this. I'm not going to do anything with my wealth. Right. It just leads us to, you know, tear out our hair eventually and make loud lamentations. Um, Gnashing of teeth. (laughs) Yikes. So in the first line, I just was reading that over, a miser sold all that he had and bought a lump of gold. And I think of that, um, that gospel reading, sell all that you have and not don't buy a lump of gold. That's not what Christ says. <laughs> it's not what he said. I, I thought that's what Christ said. He said, sell, sell all that you have and buy a lump of gold and come follow me. And buried in the ground and look at it every day. Right. No. I, yeah. No, he said, give it away. Um, it's the total opposite of this, this hoarding mentality where it's like, I need to keep it all for myself. It's like, no, just let it go and trust that God's going to provide. Um. Yeah, and the miser, like I said, that comes from the same word as misery, miserable. But the person that gives, um, you can just imagine that person is one that's full of joy. Even if he doesn't have gold in the ground, um, he has gold in uh, in his heart. You know, I I, I don't have a, a, a perfect life, but I have a life where I'm striving try and mm-hmm. do the more Christ-like thing. And I can vouch that it can be hard to give sometimes. Right. But after, let me tell you, after I give, e- even when it's really hard to give, there is no misery after giving. And especially, I said, when it's done within the spirit of, of a Christ-like way, there, mm-hmm. is a, there is peace and there is uh, sort of a joy from, from giving when it seems like you can't, or it seems like maybe you shouldn't, but when you do give, even in spite of that, there is, you know, I, I said, I can vouch for myself. I can't speak for other people, but I'm not feeling miserable after I, I give. I, I would agree. I mean, I feel the same way. And I think you can speak on behalf of, you could probably speak on behalf of, you know, 8 billion people in the world. That's sort of the way we tick, you know, the more we give, the more, um, our hearts are expanded, and we're full of uh, full of joy. Well, on that note, let let us encourage all of you listeners to not be misers. Uh, don't be misers. Don't guys. don't don't mise. If that's even a word, I don't know if you can mise some your your life, but don't <laughs> but don't don't be a miser. Hoard. Yeah, don't don't hoard. Don't be a miser. Give freely. Use your resources, use your talents, use your gifts uh, that God has given to all of us 
so that uh, we could do some good in this world. Uh, if you haven't listened to uh, The Miser, uh, go on to our website at waobaudiotheater.org or go to our YouTube channel for We Are One Body Audio Theater and look up uh, The Miser. Again, real short. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you can just spare a couple of minutes, you'll have The Miser uh, all wrapped up and uh, see what Aesop was trying to, uh, to, get, to get across. Maybe you find uh, some other meaning within it yourself, but I do encourage you to go take a listen. Uh, Mike Timmons, as always, so glad to have you on board for the episode. It is always a pleasure to be here, Albert. So I wish you well on your non-miserly journey. You as well. Don't don't be digging that gold in the ground. Just stop no, looking at it. No, sir. I, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get all my gold, and I am not gonna put it in the ground. Make use uh, of it. I'm gonna make use of it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're so, so glad to have you on board for this episode of the Table of Content, and we look forward to you joining us for the next episode. Until then, be good, stay safe, peace. <laughs>